Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. So turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You can also cue your finger in Acts chapter 19. We'll be there as well. So the first job of the Holy Spirit that the Bible gives is, is to bring conviction to the world. The Spirit of God is the light of God that shines into the world. And it says that Jesus is the light that shines into every man that comes into the world. And so we know that the Spirit is coming into the world to shine into the light of every single person that ever lived and give them the light of Christ. But we also know that in John chapter 3 that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil so they would not come to the light that they might be saved. And so you have this, this light of God that's shining into the world. He comes alongside that paraclete with them, with you, to convict you. To convict you of three things. Sin, righteousness, and judgment. Sin because you did not believe in Jesus. You don't believe in Jesus. I don't know how it happened in your life, but I know that the Spirit came and started whispering into my ear, you're going to hell. And I just was like this overwhelming, like, oh, uh, you know, I can't. And, and it just was uncomfortable. He is a little bit uncomfortable. He makes you a little bit nervous. I'm going to hell. Oh, what am I going to do about my sin? And so he does that. He comes in. Why? Because you have not believed in Jesus. Why, why that? Because Jesus has dealt with the problem of sin. And until you have bowed your knee to Jesus, you do not belong to the kingdom of light. You belong to the kingdom of darkness. There is no good people that get to go to heaven because they're nice and sweet and everybody loves them. And, oh, they're good people. They, they go to church. And even though it's not a Christian church, they're, they're religious. And they, no. There is children of God, born again by the Spirit. Uh, and Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And there are children of the devil. And some of them are very nice people. But there is a line in the sand, and that is those who belong to Jesus are going to heaven, and those who do not belong to Jesus, do not belong to the Spirit, are going to hell. And so the Spirit comes and He tells us that. It's not a super comfortable conversation, but He tells us that. Sometimes He uses you to tell people that. But He's telling everybody that. And the whole world hears that message of sin because they've not believed in Him. Not because they did all kinds of bad things. Yes, because they did all kinds of bad things, but they're not taking the remedy. You know, honestly, this is the only unforgivable sin. To deny what the Spirit is speaking to our life, to blaspheme Him to the point where, shut up, I don't want to hear you anymore, and to divide yourself off from the presence of God and from the salvation that's in Jesus Christ, because that's the Spirit's job, is to tell you about Jesus. And so the blasphemy of the Spirit becomes denial of Jesus and the message of the Holy Spirit. Of sin, because they've not believed in me, also, he convicts us of righteousness. Why? Because I go to my Father, Jesus says. You realize that when Jesus walked this earth, he was the only one that was good? He's the only good person on the entire face of the earth. 
And it had to make you a little bit uncomfortable being around Jesus, although he made you feel very comfortable. He accepted you, but you, you got the sense immediately, he's a different spirit. He's a different person than me, than anybody. Never been around a piece. Nobody ever spoke like this man. Nobody ever made me feel like this man. Jesus was different, and so too. As Jesus leaves the earth and goes to His Father, He sends the Spirit into the world and the Spirit begins to show what God's standard of righteousness is to, to show you you're guilty. You're guilty. And, and the beautiful thing is, is that He indwells His people and so now the Spirit of God is in you regardless of your behavior, regardless of how you know, intense you are, how mild you are. It's interesting. I've talked to so many Christians who are not judgmental people, and there are Christians who are judgmental people. Repent of that. They're not judgmental people. They're very kind. They're sweet. They, they are, they're kind to everybody. It doesn't matter if the person is completely, you know, of the devil. They're loving towards them. And yet... When you walk into the room with somebody who is of a completely different spirit, that spirit goes, ah, you know, when you're there next to them because the Spirit of God is in you. And it makes them feel very uncomfortable. And so even though you've never done anything to make them feel like you don't like them, they're like, you're just, you just think you're so good because you're a Christian or Jesus person or something like that. They, and they feel like they're judged by you even though you don't judge them. It's because the Spirit of God is convicting them. Sometimes the Spirit of God pours out on the church and, and you know, it's, it's been reported that people will just walk into a room and people will just start repenting of their sins because the Spirit of God is so strong. That happens during times of revival. If you've ever read the Welsh revivals or early American revivals, it's amazing the way the, the Holy Spirit would just pour out on a town and people would just be burdened by their sins and they'd fall down and be repenting in the street for, for no good reason other than the Spirit of God is just heavy upon them. So he convicts the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And this is an odd one, because the ruler of this world is judged. What does that mean? Well, you remember that Satan is, as it says in 2 Corinthians, the god of this world. The, he is the prince of the power of the air. James tells us that the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one. How is that possible well, back in Genesis chapter 3, when God had given, in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, God gave the world to man. And he gave him dominion over everything. And then man and the woman submitted themselves to the devil and he became with dominion over everything. We see that very clearly played out when Jesus is tempted in the wilderness and he's taken to a high mountain and shown the kingdoms of the world in an instant. And, and Satan says to him, if you just bow down and worship me, I will give you all of these. Jesus didn't say, they're not yours. No, he knew they were his. And he said, you know, worship God and Him only shall you serve. It is written, you shall not worship anybody but God. And the devil, of course, after he was done tempting, tempting Jesus, he fled from Jesus. And so, he says the ruler of this world is judged. Well, what does that mean? That means that he's on the losing team. And if you're on his team, you're losing. And so the Holy Spirit comes and He whispers in your ear, you're a loser. You're a loser. You're losing. You're going to lose. You don't want to be on that team when it comes down to the final score. We're drafting. <laughs> just, just show up. Jesus will sign you in. You know, 
be on the winning team. I don't like to be on the losing team. I don't know about you, but he, Satan is kind of like Saul who, though another has been anointed to take his place and Jesus will take his place in the last days, he's still usurping authority over the kingdom that has been taken from him. So he convicts the world. Notice verse 13, John chapter 16, verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will speak, not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and will tell you of things to come. So he guides us into all truth. It clarifies it in verse 14. He says, he will glorify me and he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Jesus, of course, is the way, the truth, and the life. And he takes the things of Jesus and he declares them to us. Now, to get a little bit more clarity on this, let's jump back to chapter 14, two two chapters back, verse 25. He spoke about this earlier. He says in John chapter 14, verse 25, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all things that I said to you. He's going to lead you into all truth. He's going to remind you of everything. Now, I've run into Christians that think, well, if, if the Holy Spirit's in you, then you should agree with every other Christian that has the Holy Spirit. How'd that work out? <laughs> not so good. Okay, we still see through a glass darkly, right? We're not there yet. We're, we're, you know, when that which is perfect has come, Jesus establishes his kingdom, then we will see clearly. But now it's still a little bit confusing to us. And so the Holy Spirit... He takes the things that are of Him and He declares them to us. In other words, He illuminates Jesus to us in our lives. He speaks truth to us. He convicts us sometimes, as Christians even. He'll tell you, hey, don't be doing that. And and also, when the apostles went to write the Word of God, when they went to write the New Testament, He reminded them all the things that Jesus had said. The Spirit is the one who reminded them. That's why they could recall the conversation so clearly. Because the Spirit of God was working in them. You realize that the book that we hold in our laps, or you hold in your lap and I hold in my hand, is not just a good book, not just a, a good book about God or a good spiritual guide or anything like that. It is literally the Word of God written on pages. This is what the Bible has to say about that. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20 Peter says, No prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-991. 2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.